Hello and I hope you're having a great week. I just want to say a massive thank you for your positive comments on the James Kerr episode and especially for those who took the time to leave a five-star rating for the show. I really appreciate it as I know how easy it is to skip past that and go on to your next thing. I had a few people email me at hello at sportingedge.com because they wanted access to the whole of James's interview content and uh, I had to encourage them to take the next step, which is to go one step better and go into our members club at sportingedge.com. So we've created an incredible digital tool to keep you ahead of the game in your career. And not only can you apply all of James's insights around the All Blacks to your business, but there are also a hundred other thought leaders sharing their insights and wisdom on well-being, resilience, coaching, teamwork, inclusion, change, and the future of work. And we've got thousands of execs around the world using it to sharpen their competitive edge. You can trial it for free by going to sportingedge.com forward slash membership, setting up your profile, and then using podcast 100 in the discount box so that you get a free month's access. And that won't start billing you automatically, don't worry. You would have to uh, you know, set that up separately. So please do go and see what everyone's raving about. We've got startups, SMEs, and global brands like BP, KPMG, Fraser's, BA Systems, HSBC, Deloitte, and Capita have all used our content to engage and inspire fresh thinking in their leadership community. So you just need to take that next step as a podcast listener, and I promise you won't regret it. There's no commitment, and you can watch all of James's insights and the other experts. And our psychology team and learning experts have developed a toolkit behind each of the 1,000 two-minute videos to drive a high-performance culture in your business. So just type in trust, conflict, innovation, or confidence, whatever it is. And uh, as one client said, it's a bit like Netflix for leaders. So that's sportingedge.com forward slash membership. Now for today's micro lesson, I've been so inspired by watching Joe Root, the England batsman, that I wanted to share something for the sports psychology and cricket lovers. Joe's just gone past the 10,000 test runs mark, which is incredible, making him the 12th in the all-time list ahead of people like Donald Bradman, Kevin Peterson and Virat Kohli. As a young man, he could even challenge the very top of that list with names like Tendulkar, Ponting and Jacques Callis, who've got between 13,000 and 15,000 runs. As ever, we talk about the headlines, the scores, the outcomes, but we rarely focus on what it takes to bat for a long period of time. Of course, you need talent. Of course, you need a great technique, but you also need courage to play against the fast bowlers and you need that ability to concentrate and manage that inner critic when times get tough. But this is the part as an England cricketer when I played, I never realised that you could learn. I just thought that voice in my head was left to be unchallenged. We spoke about talent and tactics and techniques for sure. But as in many careers, I think our mindset can be our own worst enemy. So what do we need to do to learn that? Today's show really gives us a highlight to from some of the audio of a TV feature that I ran with BT Sport, which we created with journalist Alison Mitchell. These five individual TV features look at the mental skills that bowlers and batsmen need to thrive under pressure. The full video versions of these are on our Sporting Edge website under the Resources tab if you want to watch them. 
But in this episode, we're going to dive into what happens in a batsman's mind between deliveries. So let's dive straight in. If we drill down a little more into batting specifically now then, we know that pressure changes over the course of an innings, over the course of a test match, and an Ashes ramps that up even more. What are the best techniques to try and handle that pressure when you're out in the middle? Well, I think as a batsman, you've got to understand the kind of questions you're going to be asked. So you're going to be definitely interrogated by pace and the new ball. You're going to be frustrated in the middle of the innings as the ball gets softer and you're going to be, um, you're going to feel claustrophobic and under pressure when yeah. the close field is around and, and with the spin bowler. So those are the three main areas that you're going to have to deal with your own uh, fear and frustration and sort of calmness at the crease. So that those are key areas that we need to consider as tests. We've then got the individual attack that we're going to face. So. Um, you know, a Mitchell Johnson um, or a Stark, they bring a particular threat to them. Um, you know, uh, we, we've got to think about the angle. So, for example, the players in the build-up to a test match will try and replicate somebody who's tall and left-arm thrower, uh, actually giving them throwdowns in the nets to try and replicate that angle, maybe even with a new ball with the seam up to try and get some swing back in because the height and the trajectory and the pace, maybe from 18 yards to try and overload the batsman for their decision-making, that all helps with that simulation to try and get them ready for the, the big test. So for every question, almost like you're sitting the Ashes exam, for every question that you're about to take, you've got to make sure that you feel confident that you've prepared enough with all of those different scenarios from the research, the visualization, the simulation, the throwdowns, and then going into the game, knowing that however well you've prepared, it's gonna be about your character and fighting because you never walk to the crease and deliver your perfect game, never. Well, this brings me to a point about what happens psychologically when a batter is dismissed. Yeah, what, what happens in, in the mind when you've got out, and it might be for naught, it might be for 100. When a player's dismissed, they've gotta be very critically honest about was it a brilliant delivery um, or was it something that they could do differently in the future and if it's something that they could do differently in the future then you've got to make sure that your training plan over the next week or between test matches you know factors that in and you're able to then come back a wiser and better player the following week but there's certainly uh, you know no benefit in stewing over those things we've got to see ourselves as constantly being tested and constantly growing and learning new skills rather than these all-defining moments that I have now failed in this innings and that set my test series up. We've got to have this growth mindset that keeps learning and exploring. So batting under pressure, can I give you a scenario? You've got a new ball, quick bowler is steaming in. What are you doing between deliveries? I might need my bat for this one, so let me <laughs> grab this. Well, I think um, obviously a lot of the time when, when we watch cricket, we're looking at the highlights. For me, the, the highlights are interesting, but the lowlights are fascinating. So I'm interested in what happens between deliveries because we know that to concentrate for a long period of time in a, an Ashes innings, it's not about concentrating for six hours, it's about concentrating one ball at a time. 
So what we do to set up our uh, focus and concentration here absolutely correlates to how we perform here. So we can imagine we've just played and missed a ball that's flown through to the keeper and they're throwing the ball round. What happens now is critical. So this is now my strategy room. I've moved into a different room here. I can see the crowd. I'm, I'm looking around the stadium and I'm starting to think, okay, you moved well there. That's great, good technique. You know, you've got to make a decision about whether you're playing the hook shot or not, or whether you're going to duck. For me, that would definitely be ducking. Um, and then you're setting yourself up with that. And then you're saying, are you sure about this technique? Are you, you know, clear on what you're about to do? And you, you see these kind of mannerisms like this, Alex Stewart, you know, twiddling his bat and doing that while he's thinking. So this is all the strategy going on. And then what we do is we need to fill our brain with the sequences and the cues that we need. So rather than thinking about the speed of Brett Lee or the scoreboard, then we start to use this self-talk to come in. So we might be saying, okay, Make sure you're aggressive and focused and trying to hit the ball straight, set yourself up straight. Are you clear? Yeah, absolutely. Squeeze the bat. One, two, clear. And you're looking up and then you move into a breathing routine or something that can take your mind off the delivery. And as you start to focus on your breathing, that's when you can get out of the way really quickly because your mind has gone on to your breath or a counting technique or a little mantra like watch the ball. So that one little technique of just thinking of something else, the mantra or the breath, puts you into an instinctive mindset rather than risking premeditation and getting it wrong. Absolutely, and, and I often think our brain works best like a, a dustbin. So it's like when it's empty, uh, we play instinctively. But, and when we practice in the nets, we're generally in a low threat environment, so nothing really happens. But when we get into a high stress environment, then the, the consequences and the judgment and the shame and the, the worry come into that bucket and start to rattle around and those negative thoughts start to contaminate our instinct. So, so the psychological routine is like a lid on top of the dustbin. So the bin can stay empty, our brain can stay open and, and instinctive. But now this um, psychological routine of the sequences, the breathing, the cues, the steps, the self-talk, that starts to reinforce this lid so that when the chirping, when the sledging, when the play and miss, when the drop catch, when the aggression of the fast bowler comes in, or you start thinking about the media the next day, then, then that bounces out and you're able to retain your clear, instinctive mind, which is absolutely essential for any elite sports star that's got split seconds to play. That's been a blistering innings. So massive thanks again to BT Sport for allowing me to share this content and I really hope you enjoyed diving inside the mind of champion batsmen and even if you're not a cricket fan you can imagine that dustbin analogy of having some kind of reframing or refocusing technique to go to when you feel the pressure and that negative voice start to rise within you within your workplace. Our mindset is the biggest source of growth and it's something that we have to learn. It seems strange to me that we still teach Latin in school or how to code ahead of things like managing ourselves, managing our emotions or our relationships. Our brain is our only companion through life, so we need to know how to master it. And whether you're in sport, business, the arts or academia, I really hope that you've got some resources to keep you inspired and motivated. 
And if you're using Inside the Mind of Champions to be part of that toolkit, then it's a thrill to be part of that. So thanks for being part of our community. Don't forget to connect with me, Jeremy Snape on LinkedIn and come over to sportingedge.com where you can watch the five video series from BT Sport and also get access to our members club. As ever, if I can help in any way for your company, please do drop me a note through to hello at sportingedge.com and we'll come straight back to you. So until next week, just like those special batsmen, keep focused in the lowlights and the highlights will take care of themselves. We'll see you soon.